That is the one guarantee. If you're going to take this journey, you will face a torrent of self-doubt and how you show up despite that is the key. My name is Bethany Saltman, and I am an author and a best-selling book coach. And I'm Fran Hauser. I'm an author, a keynote speaker, and a publishing strategist. These How I Did It conversations will inspire listeners to claim their own authority mindset and turn the story they can't stop telling into a book the world needs to read. This is Bookbound, the podcast created in partnership with Share Your Genius. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Bookbound. I'm excited to introduce you to our guest, Bonnie Wan. Bonnie is one of the most respected and celebrated advertising executives in the world. She's an author, speaker, partner, and head of brand strategy at Goodby Silverstein and Partners. She was at ages 2022 leading woman and chief strategy officer of the year, which is so amazing. Her conversation with us was inspiring for many reasons. One that stood out and something I think you'll all relate to is that she talks a lot about how self-doubt pops up throughout your author journey, even for someone as credentialed and successful as Bonnie. We had such a grounding, inspiring, very real conversation, and I hope you feel the same by the end. And bonus, her book, The Life Brief, which is a must-read, just came out in January. So check that out in the show notes. Okay, let's get into the conversation. Bonnie, we are so excited to have you on. Your book is coming out on January 16th, The Life Brief. I love the cover so much. It's coming out January 16th, which means that it will be out by the time this this episode airs. And we feel so lucky to be talking with you right now when you're in the thick of this launch. So I think our our listeners are going to learn so much from this. So thank you for being on with us. It is the biggest honor. So Fran, Bethany, thank you for inviting me. And yes, I'm in the throes of the fire right now. (laughs) Awesome. 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 Well, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, We're going to dive right in and start with a question that we um, start with every interview. And um, it's really about how did you know that your book was a book? After reading your book, I know that it began with a really personal story, a crisis, and then it seems so seamless that it just kind of happens. But was there a moment when you were like, oh my God, this is a book? Or tell us how that happened. So I'm probably going to be a little bit of an outlier Mm. to many authors, but I think that's important to represent so your audience and everyone out there knows that every journey is individual. And mine certainly was. So mine was a crisis that birthed a practice that I taught for 10 years before the idea of a book even entered the conversation. So I had a personal crisis in my marriage, in my personal life, but I had been a career brand strategist in advertising for almost three decades. I had three young kids under the age of five. Wow. (laughs) And I was stuck would be an understatement. Mm. I was in a crisis of meaning. And I was asking some unbearable questions around, did I marry the right person? Am I with the right partner? 
is this life that we've created together, this big life, is it something I can hold? And what if the answers to those questions are no? What happens then? In the lowest moment of that dark chapter, I just had a reflex and I did what I do for clients as a strategist and I cut through everything and I dropped into the essence of the driving question, but what do I want? Mm -hmm. What do I want in my heart of hearts? Not what does my husband want or my children need or my parents expect from me, you know? I had to really cut through. And that's what strategists do, right? They help, I help companies cut through complexity, confusion, all that stuff to get to the essence of who they are so they can innovate from that place. And so I did it for myself and it completely turned my life around, my entire family's life in a very short amount of time. So I, when I was invited by my agency, Goodby Silverstein Partners, to teach something personal as a leader right, to right. our employees, I couldn't think of anything. I didn't have any hobbies. So I decided to teach this practice, which was very nerve-wracking in itself, but that mm. ballooned and then expanded into industry talks and all kinds of company talks, I and see. then the book entered the conversation. Amazing. So you went from a personal crisis into thought leadership, you could say. Yeah. Teaching. And then, so at what point in that, in that journey did you say, oh, there's a book here? Well, I was giving talks at different places. I was at, at, in Oakland. There was a woman's co-working space. And a month later, I was speaking at Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop, In Goop Health Summit. Fun. So I was doing everything small and big. My dedication to the practice was to just as a, as my service work, my joy work, that if I got an invitation, I would show up and serve the audience that came and wanted to learn it. There was a literary agent, Rachel Newman, who was changing agencies, changing, having change in her own life. She didn't attend my talk, but asked the co-working space, hey, is this something I should learn about? So they said, yes, you should meet Bonnie and learn about this thing called the life brief. So we had breakfast and at the end of the breakfast, Rachel said, Let's do this. Let's write the wow. book. Wow. I love that. Oh, Bonnie, that's amazing. I mean, we literally just got we just got off an interview with a, another author and she knew she had a book in her, but finding the agent and we hear this all the time was the hardest part, right? Like finding the right partner. The fact that she found you. Yeah. Yes. So wonderful. It's so wonderful. So you have so you have this meeting with her. She's like, let's do this. Did you even think about like looking at other agents or were you in? My life was so full at that time. Mm -hmm. And so when she said, let's do this, mm -hmm. I first I, my my first feeling was fear because I was running an agency, the head of strategy, one of the two head heads of strategy. I have four kids. My life was really full. Oh, my gosh. So my first reaction is, how the heck do I write a book? Yeah. I really backpedaled when she I, – I didn't jump on the train right away. Mm -hmm. And I think now I work with so many women, and that is our first reaction. Fear, anxiety, can I do this? You know, imposter syndrome, blah. And so I had two caveats in the beginning. I said, well, one, I'm a strategist. I distill things into one word three words, one sentence strategies. 
I'm a distiller. That's I'm a surgeon. How am I going to write 300 pages? Yeah. And Rachel said, and this is what a great agent, what great partners, what great support system looks like. They believe in you even when you stop believing in yourself. Or at, at that moment, I wasn't even starting believing in myself. And she said, authors just need to have a lot to say that mm -hmm. people will be riveted by. And we can find the way to write the book. We will help you find your way to write the book. I said, okay. I also don't have time to write a book. My God, I barely have time for myself. And she said, we'll take it as long as you need. Amazing. And so I have learned in this process the beauty of partnership, collaboration, mm. uh, a web and constellation of support yeah. and lean, people you can lean on and trust in your most doubtful moments. I'm thinking about you as a strategist and I'm thinking about you as someone who can distill, which by the way is such an incredible skill. How did that help you in writing the book proposal? As a strategist, you get really practiced at seeing the idea in every moment. So the idea in every chapter, the idea mm -hmm. in every mm -hmm. sub chapter, you know, so clarity of purpose. What is this part of the book aiming to do? Mm -hmm. And then connecting and weaving the dots mm -hmm. of each chapter to form a larger whole, the larger purpose, you know, how am I serving? And how do I serve was the running through line. And then my editor had a fantastic way of guiding me because so much of what I was teaching was strategy, what I had been doing for three decades, but applied to all kinds of things, your marriage, your relationships, your, your relationship with money, your mm -hmm. work, your vocation, how you show up for yourself. So I was applying the craft of what I had mastered in advertising, but towards very different things. And she said, so much of what you know is intuitive to you, mm -hmm. but you have to walk the blind horse down the mountain to get to water. And that's what you're doing when you write this book. So it was very clear for me, each chapter, how to serve, the role it played in the overall uh, gestalt of the book, mm -hmm. but then finding the words and teaching what was so intuitive to me, so automatic after 30 years of training and practice, that was the hardest part for me to yeah. find the words. Two things you said that really resonate for me working with beginning authors. One is the idea of being of service. I talk about that all the time. Because if you are just in it for the ego boost, and that's great, you know, if you get the deal, you get the money, you get the attention, like, great. But that's going to be so few and far between. If you're not doing this for a bigger purpose, you're going to get really frustrated and you're going to burn out and you're going to not do it. So it sounds like you entered the project knowing that you wanted to be of service. So that's, that's incredible. And then, you know, finding the words. I love the way you're talking about that, leading the blind horse down the mountain, because whether we're writing a book or we're, you know, posting or we're creating marketing material, it's so hard to remember that people aren't where we're where we are and how to, you know, not how to break down our own thinking. It is such an incredible, it's difficult 
but it's, it's exhilarating when you can do it. It's true. It, it's exhilarating, mm-hmm. but it is, it, it's mental gymnastics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the book process, which I didn't know, and I'm still in, has many gears and you mm-hmm. have to shift gears mm-hmm. in how you serve. And it, it's not in a linear way mm-hmm. because when you're <laughs> writing the book, you're deep in the details, the nuances, yeah. the crooks of how and what and why and the stories. But then you zoom out into the marketing phase mm-hmm. after you've written this baby and you're so into, you're so deep in connection with all of those details. And then you have to remember, okay, in the marketing phase, you're introducing this idea to people who have no idea. Exactly. So I have to zoom out yes. and take on a new lens for the audience who's never heard of this, who doesn't know anything or doesn't care about advertising or yeah. strategy. When you were pitching the book proposal, so you know, you're meeting with publishers, and if you go back um, and think about the words that you used when you were pitching this as a book, are you using the same words or similar words now? when you're pitching it to potential readers? And that's a hard question. I know it's a difficult question because you were, I'm sure you were pitching this book years ago now. Well, this is another part of my journey that was really unique. I didn't really, I only met with one publisher. We had the breakfast. We decided to do this. Rachel moved into her new agency of which she's uh, the CEO now, Idea Architects. And then the pandemic hit. So there was this very quick series and that immediately opened up time that I didn't, I couldn't see pre-pandemic. Suddenly there were no gymnastics meets, soccer games, you know, happy hours, barbecues, flights to clients across the country. It was still hard to find slivers of time, but I, I, it was gifted through the pandemic and it took a year to architect the proposal. I didn't realize how deep proposals get, right? Mm. And in that year, they're robust. These aren't one-page napkin scrawls, right? (laughs) I did learn that you have to have a very clear idea to Mm. begin with, Mm. like for nonfiction. That's the only experience I have. Mm -hmm. So I know fiction, memoir, those are children's books, super different. But for nonfiction, the idea had to be really clear. And then why me as the author to be the voice of that idea also had to be very clear. So I, I I could see in the proposal writing process the ingredients that mattered most. And then architecting the shape of it took a long time. And that took a lot of collaboration. Thank you for Rachel and all the people, the team at Idea Architects for me, helping me architect it. And then I had to discover my process of writing. Who am I as a writer and how do I write? And I am an orator first. I think through speaking. So what I discovered in that first year was I had to talk out the book Mm. in three chapter segments after Hmm. we architected the shape of it, right? And then I had to speak it and transcribe it. And then I could write. I could edit, write, form. And I had a wonderful partner in doing that. Her name is Felice Laverne. She was awesome, but she wasn't my first collaborator. So I had to find a couple, I had to go through a couple people to find the right chemistry and the right understanding. And then after all that work over a year, 
we found a publisher in three days. And, um, and I, I, I think that had to be luck timing all of the pieces coming together. But Simon and Schuster was, had not announced, was about to announce a new imprint dedicated to transformation called Simon mm. Element. And mm. they were looking for their founding authors and titles. So I think it came at the right time. Rachel was amazing. I highly recommend having an agent and an agent that really believes in your idea and your and you. And um, Simon Element came in and we had one meeting and I met my editor and publisher in that Zoom meeting and they were, they saw it. They saw my vision. They understood my voice. They understood what I was trying to put out into the world and how I was trying to serve. And they literally played that back in their own words during the meeting. So I came off that one hour Zoom feeling, wow, seen, seen, understood. They were driven in that moment. So they did what was called a preempt Mm -hmm. and they took the proposal off the table for anybody else to look at. And we made the deal that day. Amazing. Bonnie, what do you think they saw in this book proposal? Because transformation is a very crowded space, right? There's so many books that are out there. So very, very crowded. What do you think they saw? What were they excited about in in that meeting? What what did you hear from them? I think they were excited about this was a very unique idea. Write a creative brief for your life. So it was a unique approach to transformation. It was also a proven approach that was used in business time and again. And so while it might not have the personal transformation uh, evidence, it had a lot of evidence in the fact that it is used throughout all marketing, advertising, creative industries, and it has so much merit Mm. and transformational outcomes for companies, meaning when companies get crystal clear about who they are and what they stand for, Mm -hmm. then the innovation not only comes out in abundance, but it comes out in a way that is so genuine and true to who they are. And so they saw a proven concept in business applied in a whole new way to people. Yes, yes. And then they saw that, you know, I was at the peak of my career having done it for so many years that that just felt like the perfect lineup. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up. That what you're describing is a classic pitching technique. It's the creative brief for your life. That's such an important thing for writers to try to find that way to say it's like this, but like that. It's that thing you know about, but was a twist. It's Mm -hmm. so it's so good. And so, by the by, the way, that's very similar to the startup space, right? It's like, well, exactly. We're we're the we're the the Uber for fill in the blank. It's it's just because it makes it so easy to digest and to understand. It goes back, Bonnie, to your point about being a master distiller, right? Yes, creative brief for your life. Yeah, and talk about solution part of it that it's unique. Yes, that it hadn't existed before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's so good. Hey there, sorry to interrupt, but we know you're hungry for more on how to write, 
publish and launch your own book. So we'd love to tell you about something special we have starting up in May of 2024. Yes, Bethany and I are so incredibly excited to host a bookbound accelerator, literally designed just for our listeners. We know so many of you want to write a nonfiction book, but you aren't sure how. So we created the super practical accelerator to take you step-by-step through the process. And the coolest part is that we've designed this whether you're interested in going the traditional route, hybrid, or self-publishing. Yep, we've got you. So if you're a woman writer, professional, entrepreneur, or thought leader who's ready to turn the story you can't stop telling into a book the world needs to read, this is the opportunity for you. Over the course of two months, we'll help you create a bookbound blueprint, which will include your book's big idea, organizing principle, table of contents, market positioning, and title. In just eight weeks, you'll come up with your bookbound blueprint. Plus, you'll get exclusive access to our very own extensive database of publishers who are looking for books just like yours. Yep, the only people who have access to this database are folks in the accelerator. Go to bookboundpodcast.com slash accelerator for all the details. The link will be in the show notes too. We hope you'll join us. Limited spots are available. If you're interested, apply today. And so I wanted to ask you about your platform because I, so this is sort of what I was guessing. In your proposal, you know, beginning writers often think that their platform is just about social media and, you know, that kind of thing. But you just referred to the fact that they knew you had been doing this work and you were at the peak of your career and you knew what you were talking about. So in your writing your proposal uh, and in the platform section. Can you tell us a little bit about how you understood that, how you shaped that, um, your relationships, your expertise? I'm not sure where you were in social media at that point, but if you could just talk about that a little bit. My social media is still abysmal. I, I, I didn't have social media. You know, you um, none. Not really. I, I, okay. I was very lackluster. I, I had a bittersweet relationship with social media. Mm-hmm. And I have four kids. My my non-negotiable was being present for my kids and yeah. being present for my employees. And that took up more space and capacity than I had. So that wasn't my platform. But mm-hmm. I work for a storied and beloved agency, Goodby Silverstein and Partners, which just really has this amazing reputation for creativity and building brands and being so deeply, utterly human. I was one of eight partners at that time, you know, and the head of brand strategy. And I had just been nominated and then named chief strategy officer of the year. And I was in the masterclass, you know, so I had PR. I had um, stature and standing in the industry, and I had the craft, meaning right. the, the tenure of experience. And I think that made up for the lack of social media. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you put it like that, like, who cares about Twitter followers <laughs> when you have a platform like that? But, you know, it really speaks to this, this idea that platform isn't just about are you going to be able to sell books to a whole bunch of people? But like, what does this person have to offer and how can they make a case to a publisher that they are going to be able to write an incredible book that is deep and meaningful? And I've learned now, having met 
a lot of authors that every journey is different and there's a different set of ingredients that come together when a publisher says, wow. For me, it was the clarity of an idea that had never been tried before, but with the proven effect in terms of where it came from, plus my personal expertise and journey and reputation for delivering on that. I've met other authors who might not have as clear of an idea, but the way they write, mm. how they express is so magical, you know, that they can make drinking a cup of tea sound like yeah. <laughs> life-changing, you know? Yeah. And I, so I think you really, and I, I teach this with my clients at the agency, but also, you know, with the people I work with, the life brief is you need to know what your superpower is. What's your gift that you are giving to the world through this book? Mm -hmm. I've also heard repetitively that you can market a book. You can put all your marketing into a book and it can really fly off that immediate shelf. But if what's in between the covers isn't remarkable, then it really is short-lived. Yeah. And so I worked really hard to put what's between the covers of the book to make it astonishing, practical, emotional. I wanted the reader to feel seen through the stories, but also to be able to ease into the practice and mm -hmm. do it for themselves and have real outcomes immediately. Mm. Yeah. And that's the kind of book that will be perennial, right? Versus the short-lived. It will, right? And so, okay, so Bonnie, I can't, we're four weeks out from this book launch for you, right? About four weeks. What does your life look like right now? Um, a hot mess. <laughs> you know, I, I came in to this whole adventure thinking the writing is going to be the hardest part for me because I'm a distiller. And marketing, launching the book is going to be so obviously easy for me because I am in advertising and I know this space. It's the complete opposite. And that's the sure. shock that I'm in now because while I am an advertising executive, I'm very good at the piece of the pie that I, I know. But every, there's, there's a whole world of people who come around to do all the other parts so that I can be really good at my sliver mm -hmm. and then, you know, and then be part of this team. But when you launch a book, you are part of a team, but you are the engine of the team. And yes. so it's not just the strategy and the thinking and the plan. It's all the sales. It's all the PR. It's all the asking, the emailing, the social media. There's so much to it that it was a shock to me what a fire hose it was. And Fran, you did such a good job laying out the months, you know, helping me see the path was going to look like. Because nobody else did that. As wonderful as my publishers are and my PR team, you know, everyone will say the same thing. Every book has its own journey. Mm. But you gave me the most helpful bird's eye view of how to look at the structure. Now, am I following the plan? <laughs> Not very well. <laughs> because I still have four kids and I still yeah. have a big job, right? Yeah. But I did yeah. take a leave of absence and I'm just drinking from the fire hose. I'm learning all new muscles. I'm a beginner again and it's exhilarating but mm. exhausting and deeply messy. 
Yeah. So you're taking a leave of absence. That's that's wonderful. For how long? Just until the end of January after okay. my book launch. Yeah. So how long will the leave have been? Thanksgiving to end of January. So right. over the holidays. Perfect. That's you know. perfect. That's perfect. I love that you're giving yourself that space. Yeah, it's, me too. Because it is. It's like it's a full-time job. Marketing the book, is a, it's, a, it's a full-time job. I can so relate to what you said about thinking that the writing was going to be the hard part. Same exact thing. Like I'll never forget when my manuscript for my first book was officially accepted by my publisher and I turned to my agent and I was like, oh, I feel like I can breathe. Like this is just – it's they accepted it. The writing is done. It's edited. And she said, okay, but now the hard work begins. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, no, now we we need to get this book out into the world. We need to – the marketing is going to start. And like people had told me – I mean so many people had told me that the responsibility for the marketing would fall on me. But until you're in it, you just don't get it, right? Yeah. You do not it's, get it. it. It's just like when you're pregnant, right? And someone says, oh, my gosh, you're going to have a baby. But no one can explain <laughs> to you adequately, right? Adequately in a way that you really understand what parenting is going to be like. Oh, you have to experience it for yourself. And for me, the greatest shock was to realize, oh, I've been an executive for so many years. I give feedback. I coach. I, I look at things that are made and give direction. Now I am producing, executing, filming, editing, writing yep. all yep. the time. I'm in the trenches of execution and I've learned what I'm terrible at, <laughs> what I don't know, what I am learning, what I'm clumsy mm. at. And I think the biggest grace I have to give myself is not to expect the standards of delivery that I expected at my agency mm -hmm. and apply those standards to myself as mm -hmm. a beginner in this mm. book launch. And I can be really self-punishing if I give in to that and say, I'm not enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not showing up enough. I'm not good at this because that's what you get. Anywhere in this process, you will be pummeled by self-doubt. For sure. That's for sure. And That's the one thing we know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That is the one guarantee. If you're yeah. going to take this journey, you will face a torrent of self-doubt. And how you show up despite that is the key. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've already gotten a lot of great attention, so you must be doing something right. I don't know how to measure that for myself. All I know is you know, my own self-narrative around it. Sure. More, 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 or not enough. That's the monster I have to wrestle every morning yeah. when I wake up. Because it's never ending. You could spend 24 hours every day on marketing. There's always yes. something that you, you be doing. You can't get through the list. You can't get through the list. <laughs> you can't get through the list. And you know what, what else is interesting? Eve Rotsky actually said this, and it really, really stuck with me that, you know, everyone says prioritize. But what do you prioritize? Because you never know what the thing is going to be, what the action, right, that you take that's actually going to drive sales. It could be, you know, an interview with a smaller blog that you're like, should I even do this? But then the right person reads that blog right. and invites you to come in and speak at their company or, you know, like you just don't know. So like 
Eve's whole thing is you just kind of have to say yes to everything and like just do as much as you can because you don't know what the lever is going yeah, to so be. Yeah, so the two things that keep me going is I think every interaction is planting a seed. I get to yes. plant a seed. Yep. I don't know which plants or which seeds are going to grow, right? Because yeah. mother nature, who knows, weather. And then, but with each seed, how am I going to serve? How am I going to serve this person, yeah. this conversation, this talk, this group? As long as I can stay centered in that act of service, I disrupt the anxiety. I disrupt this future narrative, this attachment to outcome, and I can come back down to why I wrote the book in the first place. And that's where the joy is. Right on. With that, thank you. <laughs> I think that's an amazing place to end. And um, we're so lucky to get to talk to you. And I'm really excited to see what happens next. And I love that the timing is so perfect. Your book is actually coming out on the day that our podcast launches. Serendipity. Oh Serendipity. This was such a wonderful ritual to have this conversation with you at mm. this point in my journey to just be able to reflect, step back and reflect mm. and look at the wisdoms that I've gained from the journey and learning from the two of you who are titans before mm -hmm. me. So thank you. It really is an honor to be here. Oh, Bonnie. And let everyone know where can they follow you? What's the best way to connect with you? Yeah. Bonnie Wan official on Instagram, thelifebrief.com, where you'll find everything, you know, additional resources to companion and complement the book. And on LinkedIn, Bonnie Wan. Amazing. We love you. Good luck with the launch. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Bookbound. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate and review us on your favorite podcast listening platform. Please visit us at bookboundpodcast.com for more on us and how we work with authors.